Welcome to episode 142 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland. And we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us on our website at tdrexplorer.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, all those places under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor of TDR Explorer, and I am the one eating all the seasonal food at the parks, like the cornbread from Tokyo (laughs) Disneyland for the summer. And joining, as always, is my beautiful co-host, Patricia. Hey guys, it's me, Trish. I'm on vacation! Woo! I'm actually not here, even though I'm here talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> we record this ahead of time. Yes, it's pre-recorded. Um, uh, I'm going to be uh, having cafecitos and pastelitos and mojitos and lots of other itos in Florida, in Miami, in Orlando, and some various beaches. Uh, but um, still, let's talk about something exciting about Japan today. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so before we get into that, very quick about our Patreon. Big thank you to everyone who's already contributing contributing to us on Patreon. We really do appreciate you do help keep the show going. If you'd like to pledge to us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash TDR now, where we have a bunch of different rewards depending on the level that you choose. One of the one of the rewards that we have is the twenty five dollar level, and this gets you a special greeting from both Trish and I. A special oh little gosh. five minute episode that is just for you, nobody else. It's my favorite. And thing. we'll we'll talk about whatever you like. So if you want us to answer some, a very specific question or whatever, we'll do it for you. We've already done one. Yeah, that was really fun. We can do anything. We can tell ghost stories. We can tell jokes, you know, all kinds of stuff. All within five minutes. Yeah. All within five minutes. (laughs) So if you'd like to get a special greeting, yeah, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash TDR now and make your pledge. And remember, this helps keep the show running. So we really do appreciate it. You guys are amazing. So thank you so much. All right. So since we are recording this a little bit ahead of time, um, we don't really have any news because we already did the news in the previous episode, <laughs> but, uh, we're going to talk about, oh, we, we have some in the park stuff. You're on vacation. So you're going to be in a different park. I'm going to be at Disney World. You're going to be at Disney World, which we'll have to talk about once you're back. Yeah, let's do we'll that. We'll talk about that. We'll definitely have to do that. And it's too hot for me to go to the park. I ain't, I ain't doing that. I'm so freaking no. hot. It's so hot. No, no, thank you. Uh, But we're going to talk about a question that has been coming up a lot recently. And it's about, should you visit Japan in 2020? I don't know. Let's find out. (laughs) And that's a legitimate question. I can understand. It's a good question. Yeah. It's a a good question because the Olympics are going to, the Summer Olympics are here in Tokyo in 2020. So... What does that mean? So What's exciting. gonna happen? There's a lot there's a lot going on in this country in the next few years, so we're gonna talk about that. Um before we get into that, just wanna talk really quickly about uh one of our affiliates, Kluke, where they offer discounts on park tickets and other activities, not only in Japan, but also Hong Kong and Shanghai. So you can save a ton of money 
to by buying your tickets through Kluk. Um, if you use our special discount code KLKTDREX, you'll save four dollars US off your very first purchase. And that's enough to buy two boxes of popcorn at Disney Sea. So there you go. Uh, you can buy your tickets by visiting tdrexplorer.com slash kluke, and that is K-L-O-O-K. Kind of like K-Look, I guess. K-Look. You need to buy your tickets here. <laughs> K-Look, yes. All right, so let's just, yeah, let's just get right into it. Should you visit Tokyo in 2020 or Japan in 2020? Depends. It depends. So, <laughs> it, like, it depends on... Um, <laughs> A bunch of stuff, a really. Lot. It kind of depends on what you want to do, right? Are you coming for the Olympics? If you're not coming specifically for the Olympics, you might want to avoid going during that year. The actual, well, maybe during like the actual the Olympics. Actual Olympics, yeah. Which is uh, July twenty fourth to August 9th, twenty twenty. So right in the summer. Does that include which, the Paralympics too, or no? I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, during the actual events, if you're not here for that, you might want to avoid it. It's also, like, in the summer, too, we don't really advise visiting in the summer anyway. It's very hot. So it's pretty easy to um, skip it anyway. But, so there's a, like, I guess a variety of scenarios. Yeah. Um, Like, depending on what you're your goals are what your interests are could kind of shape if you should visit in 2020 or not um how about we start with if you're certain you're only going to visit japan once yeah okay let's do that so if you're gonna if like if japan is a once in a lifetime trip and you know you're probably never going to come back something like that you should probably wait. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it, you guys. It's not a good idea. Why? Wait and wait until 2021 or later. I would wait until later. I would wait until later. Because you know why? Because you're going to have like the build-up to the Olympics, and then you're going to have the people that saw the Olympics, and they're like, oh, Japan looks really fun. Let's go to Japan. And then you're going to have that kind of like going on for a little bit after the Olympics. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it at that time. Yeah, and right now we're, we're still in an upwards tick mm-hmm. in terms of... Um, Tourism? Yeah. So since like 2013, we've, tourism is just booming in Japan. And I don't think that trend is going to stop anytime soon. Yeah. So it's just going to, more and more tourists are going to be visiting, especially leading up to the Olympics and well after as well. Um, Also too, uh, besides the crowds, waiting until after 2020 that way, a lot of the major construction will be done by then yes. in terms of stuff around Japan. So, like, right now, all the major tourist attractions, there's some sort of construction or refurbishment or something going on because they're trying to get everything ready for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So, like, here in Tokyo, in Kyoto, Nikko, Nara, like, those are just some of the places. Um, Hiroshima as well. Um of course, um, Hiroshima's yeah, dealing with uh, some yeah. natural disasters at the moment um, with the, the floods and stuff like that. But uh, construction is happening throughout the country right now. So if you want to kind of see everything in a more pristine condition, wait until afterwards. Then that way you'll have, there's a lesser chance of you 
going to something that's under refurbishment. Mm -hmm. So, and this is, yeah, so if you're not too concerned about, like, theme park stuff, but if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do care a little bit (laughs) about theme parks. (laughs) So I guess... Just, just, just a tiny just a smidge, a little bit. Um, but well, I guess if you're a theme park fan, and it's a once in a lifetime thing, you should probably wait even longer. Is my recommendation, mm-hmm. at least till 2022, which I know sounds like a far ways away. No, it's not too bad. But there, there's a reason for this. There's a reason. So besides. You know, the Olympic stuff and all that fun jazz. We're going to focus on the theme park stuff. So Tokyo Disney Resort has a lot of construction going on right now. So we have the the, the new Beauty and the Beast area, which is going to, which opens in 2020. And, oh, and before that, we have the Soren stuff that opens in 2019 sometime. Ooh. And we also have the ticket gate construction that's happening at Tokyo Disneyland, which is set to, they say 2019 or 2020. They haven't really said when. So that's happening. And then, of course, the very recently announced expansion to Disney Sea, which they say is going to be done sometime in 2022. Or, well, fiscal 2022, which means it could go well into 2023 as well. I mean, to be safe, come in 2023. Yeah. So, that and that's just for Tokyo Disney Resort. <laughs> and I mean, and here's why too. Like, if, even if like it opens like the Disney Sea expansion in 2022, I would go like in later 2023 to let like maybe even 2024 to let some of the newness wear off a little bit because mm-hmm. the crowds are going to be so high, right? And just to make it a little easier on yourself. Yeah, especially if you're like we said, like once in a lifetime. Right. Kind of thing. Um, Might as well, you know, wait until you have, like, the perfect opportunity to see, like, everything. You want the best condition. Exactly. Of course. And then um, we have Universal Studios Japan. By 2020, they're going to have the brand new Super Nintendo World. Oh, my gosh, Chris. I'm so excited. That's going to be open by 2020. Um, I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling, like, once that opens, Universe, like, Universal Studios Japan is already a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Once Super Nintendo World opens, it's going to be even more so. Because I feel Super Mario has such a global presence mm-hmm. that... Like, it's kind of hard to compare Mickey Mouse and, like, Disney with Super Mario. Like, they're both, like, they're both, like, huge in their own rights. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, and of course, I have, I have no evidence to really back this up. It's just what I think. Mario has more appeal. Well, they're both iconic, to like a, you know. Yeah, like, they're like, a, like, people that wouldn't go to Disneyland may go to Universal Studios because of Mario. I agree, yeah. So... Yeah, Super Super Nintendo World. And it's going to be the first one in the world mm-hmm. um, until they open the other ones in the U.S. parks, which I have no idea when that's happening. <laughs> I haven't been following that at all. Um, 
But yeah, so Universal Studios Japan has all that going on for it. Which, it's like, if you want to just talk about, like, the number of new things, yeah, Tokyo Disney Resort definitely has a lot more. But Universal Studios Japan with the Super Mario thing, I think that, like, that is just going to be a massive, massive draw for people. Absolutely. And like, so many people love Mario and have grown up with it. For sure. Um, so, yeah, there's that. <laughs> I think, and like, then you mentioned construction. I think another thing besides construction, which is kind of like an interesting, hopefully like a cultural shift we'll see, is yeah. that um, rules are kind of changing around the city. So, like, for example, smoking rules are kind of like they're pushing to be stricter on those. Right, um, right. Hopefully tattoo rules will be loosened more and more as we get closer to the Olympics. Um, so hopefully we'll see a lot of uh, kind of like society things changing as well, which will make it easier for travelers, I believe. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I never thought of that. Yeah, it's just... Japan is very set on their rules, and they've always been that way. <laughs> and there's usually no flexibility when it comes to rules, especially, you know, of course, you and I live here, so we know that. But people who have visited before or have visited, like, you know, it's kind of a it's a it's a cultural thing and kind of a culture shock when you're told no for something that seems really benign like well no just do it for me and they're like no we can't it's the rules well i think like in the service industry especially when it comes to people with um like special dining requirements you see that a lot like a lot of people are really shocked at how little options there are especially like at a disney park right which is like a very global company yeah where it's like i don't want this on it well no we can't do that right the flexibility is not there no or, like, when you say, oh, well, I have an allergy. And they say, okay, well, you have to order something else then. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just And how... you have, like, one option. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, so, hopefully, yeah, hopefully there's, like, a cultural shift in that sense. Because Japan needs to care to the tourists. There's no way around it. They have to. And I think you can see it already happening. You know? Slowly, yes. It's Japan is so slow at change. <laughs> it can be very frustrating sometimes. Sure. Which, yeah, like, um, shoot, I just had an example in my head and now I forgot it. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, uh, Japan is very slow in change. But yeah, uh, going to the, like, the smoking thing, a lot of people were very shocked to find out that a lot of restaurants allow smoking. Still. Let me tell you, it's gotten so much better. Like, yes, they've, like, since I... Like oh. Since I've moved here, it's changed dramatically, which is nice. Because people can't smoke on the streets anymore. People used to, and, and some people still do, but you're not supposed to smoke on the streets anymore or on the train platforms. And that was such a, like a ginormous change. And because like when I first came to Japan, I remember one of the things I would associate with the country, one of the things that would remind me of the country was cigarette smell. Because it was everywhere. There would be, like, restaurants with, like, no dividers, like, between the smoking and the non-smoking section. And now they have, like, in most restaurants, like, the private smoking room, which is, like, cut off, right, with a different ventilation. So you don't have that as much anymore. But, like, it's such a drastic change. So that's something that they've really done a good job on changing um, recently. Oh, yeah. And I think uh, a new law or bylaw or something was just passed where... um, 
Like, of course, if there's going to be a smoking room in, like, the restaurant, it has to be completely sealed off. Good. Because, like, like, so, like, so, like, um, well, actually, like, one of the restaurants near my place right now, uh, Syzeria, they have a, a, a smoking section. You know what they do? <laughs> All there is is, like, a piece of glass between the smoking and non-smoking. It's like, that doesn't do anything. And it doesn't go to, the, when we, and like, when, and when Chris is saying a piece of glass, we're not talking about a glass that goes to the ceiling. We're talking about, like, a one-foot partition. It, and it's like... It does nothing. It's like, what's the point? Like, it's one of those things they just did it to say, like, oh, it's separate. This is where the smoking people sit, and this is where the non-smoking people sit, but they can still inhale the smoke. It's like, it's <laughs> it's so... Oh, it makes me frustrated. It's so, so bizarre. It's so... Yeah. But they've so gotten better. That, they've gotten better, though. It's getting better, yes. Um, but there's, like, a... But, like, really small restaurants don't have to follow that. It's, like, little hole-in-the-wall restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, with, like, five seats. They don't need to do that. Right. So, but most tourists probably won't be going to those anyway. Mm, hard to say. Depending on where they are. Like, you know, yeah, hard to say. Of course, like, you know, there's the famous places, like, in Shinjuku. And, like, those places have, like, the small ones. Which, who knows what they're going to do with those. But, eh, we'll see. Um... Going to the tattoo thing, they're so strict on it, still. And it's crazy, because I see a lot more local people with tattoos now. Like, yeah, fashion I've seen, tattoos. Like, like yesterday, um, I saw a woman, and she was probably, I don't know, in her late 20s? Mm-hmm. Uh, a Japanese woman. And she had, like, just a couple tattoos on her arm. Yeah. Like, nothing major or anything, but she had, like, just nice tattoos on her arm. So, like, attitudes are changing slowly. Mm-hmm. Is it going to change quick enough for the Olympics? I don't know. I hope so. Because I would like for uh, so the athletes that have tattoos to be able to enjoy hot springs, for example. Or certain theme yeah. parks, right? Uh, Disneyland, thankfully, loosened their restriction. They used to make you cover it. Like, even in summer. Like, if you had a tattoo, you had to cover with a long sleeve shirt. But they, they did away with that. And now you can walk around with tattoos. Thankfully, but that wasn't always the case until fairly recently. Yeah, it's a like, yeah. It's just like besides like the cultural thing, it's all it's like a logistical nightmare as well. Mm-hmm. And it just like people who are visiting the country may not understand why they have to cover up because you know not like not everyone knows, which fair enough. But um, you know, it kind of causes some friction and like conflict and stuff like that too and a lot of my japanese friends i asked like i've asked them like what do you think of tattoos and they most of them don't care a lot of people don't care but i feel like not caring is not enough to change things here no no it's because it's you know what like you know it's a go through the process of the change right is what nobody wants to do (laughs) no um, and like yesterday I went to a brand new onsen, um, near Ueno mm-hmm. and big red letters on the door, no tattoos, no tattoos. Why? Th- it's crazy. What, which I'm like, which I thought it's a brand new place. Like you could have set the example, you know, and like my thought is it's almost like it's a good business decision too 
to attract more foreign visitors because there was Wait, English. Is like a, a tourist area, you know? Yeah. So there, and there was English in there too. Like it wasn't like all completely translated, but there was enough English in there. Like if you went there, you would understand what was going on, like how to use everything. It's so bizarre. So yeah. So I don't know who makes these decisions. I, I don't, really don't. I don't know either. Okay. You want to hear story time? I took okay. my son to Tobu Zoo the other day. It's, okay, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not the best zoo in the world, but, you know, there was some kind of, like, thing that he wanted to do there. So we yeah, go yeah. there, and again, like you said, no tattoo sign, right? But as we're walking around, I guess it's, like, um, it's notable for cosplayers or something. Okay. Because it was really weird. There's a lot of cosplayers. But one girl in particular was wearing an insanity outfit. This girl... I'm pretty sure she wasn't even wearing underwear. And I'm pretty sure if I would have put my head a little lower, I could see that because her ass cheeks were in full view. Okay. (laughs) So I'm like, so you can't wear tattoos, but you can walk with your ass cheeks out. Like, I'm not talking, look, and I'm not a prude. Okay. I'm not talking like, 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 you know, coochie cutter shorts or anything like that. I'm talking her, like, I'm talking full ass cheeks. I'm like, whoa. The how, how did she even get in here? You know, like, that's insane. Like, she's basically, like, not wearing pants outside, you know? So I'm like, all right. But I don't know. Is that not bizarre? Yeah. That's a little more inappropriate. I mean, man, that was, like... Compared to tattoos. <laughs> it was, like, craziness. It's very I'm like, strange. I'm, and I'm like, what? How? What? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I was too hot to care. So I was just like, let's go. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. I'm like, well, she's got to not be that hot at least, you know? (laughs) I don't know. I feel like the tattoo rule is so unnecessary. I think it's more, it's one of those things where it was one of those things that was set a long time ago and no one's just decide to change it yeah it kind of goes back to no one cares enough to change it like yeah people don't care but they don't care enough to change the rule yeah so it doesn't affect them exactly well it's gonna start affecting things very soon it would just make people's lives easier too because like i can imagine like obviously i i I, like i don't have tattoos right so i don't have like i don't have that issue Mm -hmm. but i can imagine if someone doesn't like has tattoos doesn't understand or you know was unaware goes to like a place and they tell you no you can't come in because you have tattoos i can feel that that person probably is going to get a pretty bad impression it's a bummer yeah like it's just like that 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 feeling disappointment maybe might feel a little discriminated against or like no it is discrimination i guess in, in a sense the japanese people with tattoos wouldn't be able to go in either no no because, um, yeah, like, uh, well, I guess we, we never really explained the whole tattoo thing. <laughs> for, for those that don't know, the reason for this is because tattoos have traditionally been associated with the Japanese mafia. And so there was a rule set some time ago, like in like pools and onsen, the public baths and stuff. Anyone with tattoos weren't allowed in because way back in the day, people with tattoos were associated with that. And it made people uncomfortable. So that's why the no tattoo rule was put into effect. But now that's kind of old. Yeah. And not the case anymore. And yet nobody has a problem with all the pachinko parlors that are run by the mafia. Or, (laughs) speaking of, last episode we were talking about Natsumatsuri summer festivals. Guess who runs all those booths? 
the mafia and all of the community is there so nobody cares about it at that time but whatever <laughs> and by that you mean the festivals throughout japan yes kind of yeah yeah we won't get into that but yes <laughs> anyway oh my god i just um, had like the best idea for a bonus episode what's that like at the disney natsumatsuri who would be like the disney mafia running the booths like pete i guess and like, i don't know pete <laughs> oswald oswald <laughs> Oswald's oh running the show. God. We all know who's really running the show. Duffy. <laughs> Duffy is like the mafia king <laughs> behind the scenes. Soon it's going to be Cookie because she's going to bring it down from the inside. Oh my God. Okay, no, we got to get back on topic. <laughs> okay, so um, where were we? Okay, theme park fan waiting until 2022-ish. But also, um, yeah, getting back on the track of theme parks. Um, the Ghibli theme park is supposed to be open by 2022. Oh my, see, you got to wait a, until at least 2022. So, like, you could do a whole theme park tour through Japan. Yeah. Um, and the Ghibli theme park is supposed to open in um, near Nagoya, mm-hmm. which is kind of where, or not kind of, that's where Legoland is, but see, I think more north. They're trying to get people to go to Nagoya, but nobody wants to go to Nagoya. So we'll see if Ghibli can do it. I don't know. And here's the thing. Back to what we said before, 2020, actually 2022, maybe not such a good idea. Go a little bit after because it is going to be fully booked. A hundred percent. That's true. That's true. Especially at the Gilly theme park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be booked. Yeah. 2023, 2024. Right? Yeah. But. And, and yeah, then that way you can kind of get everything. Yes. But then, but then by, you know, like by 2024, something else will be announced. But that's and okay. The, the big stuff, the big stuff will be out of the way, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so what about those who visit Japan regularly? Because I know a lot of people that listen to the podcast have been to Japan multiple times. Of course. And, you know, for you people that have been multiple times and... If you've ever ridden the rush hour train and if you want to ride the a more crowded version of that, you can come during the Olympics for sure. You know, <laughs> it's going to be busy. I'm kind of scared to see what's going to happen. I you know, have you you, rem- you know what it's like during Obon or during Golden Week when you have the countryside people visiting and nobody uh, knows how to use the freaking ticket machines. It's going to be like oh that on an epic scale. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. The train staff is going to be pulling their hair out. People are... But let me tell you, Japanese people are getting ready. So if you do want to visit... I mean, I wouldn't mind visiting during an Olympic year at a country because it's interesting. It's it's kind of excited, exciting. And if you come often um, and you want to experience that, hey, you know, more power to you. Because I, I can actually see that point as well. You know? Yeah. It's, a, it's one of those things where it's probably not going to happen again in our lifetime. No. The city has well, an interesting uh, you know, guess- vibe, you know? I guess the last one was in the 60s, so yeah. could, could, yeah. Um, but it's it's going to be a very unique time in the country, especially for the year 2020. And people are getting ready for it. So people are, yeah. hopefully, they're organizing, they're going to be able to, like, like tackle it head on. Um, and already you can kind of see in touristy areas, like if you go to Ueno, they already have kind of like tourist support kind of walking around looking for tourists to help. And it'll be like that on a bigger scale. So um, it, it could be a really interesting time to, to visit, I think. Yeah, so they're 
things are slowly getting better. I know we kind of we're talking about the bad things, but overall, though, I think it's gonna like by the time twenty twenty hits, they're gonna have a lot of stuff figured out. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be perfect. I don't expect it to be, um, but things are slowly getting better. Like even since I've moved here, like I've been here five years now, I've seen like things improved like leaps and bounds for sure in term for for tourists i don't want to say for people who live here but um or like for us foreigners that live here but um they're definitely catering to the tourists which is good because japan needs that our economy you know, needs that because we're shrinking <laughs> japan's shrinking so yeah definitely need those tourists coming in so they're going to be doing everything they can to make sure they get as much money out of tours as possible, so they're gonna. A lot of stuff is gonna be happening, and, and hopefully um, the people have a good experience and they come back, right? Of course, yeah. Like, and most people that do visit Japan, they love it and want to come back. Yeah, because at the end of the day, Japan is one of the easier countries to visit. It has a really good transportation system. Um, it's easy. Uh, people are friendly. There's the Japanese omotenashi, the hospitality spirit. Right? People are, are yeah. pretty kind to tourists. And um, I think the Olympics, you're going to see that tenfold. You know, if any, if any city um, is prepared to host the Olympics, it's Tokyo. You know, because very they're, they're very organized. They're, they're going to be able to do it very well. So I think in that aspect, it's going to be fine. Yeah, I, I believe so as well. Um, so I guess going into detail about 2020... Um, of course, if you're visiting the Summer Games, you're going to be here during that time, so July, August kind of thing. Um, you can visit earlier in the in the year. It's like April, May. April's the high season for tourists because of the cherry blossom season. Oh, yeah. Uh, May, we, like we always say, visit in May after Golden Week. Um, hard to say what's going to happen in 2020. Like, it might be busy. Like, there might not be a non-slow time in 2020. I have no idea. Um, already, yeah. The tourism is insane. And they're going to have special events leading up to the Olympics. They already do. They have a lot of cultural events and events aimed at kind of, like, getting people excited for the Olympics. Like, I think last year in Shibuya, they had, like, an Obon dance in the middle of the city, in the middle, like, in front of the Marui building, you know? The, not, sorry, Marukyu building. So, um, yeah, they, there's, they're going to ramp that up. There's going to be more and more events aimed at uh, tourism visiting the country at that time and to get people excited as the Olympics gets closer. Yeah, they're going to be doing everything they can to get people to come. <laughs> um, not that they really need to, but they're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like if you want to visit later in the year, like October, November is always good, too. Um, that's for like the, the fall fo- foliage, mm-hmm. which is another beautiful time of the year. So... Yeah, it's just, <laughs> 2020 is going to be a very interesting time in Japan. Um, and, like, not just Tokyo, either. Like, just around the country. Like, all the major tourist destinations in Japan. Um, Kyoto. Kyoto's already very busy. Kyoto's a nightmare right now. I would actually yes, it avoid it. And my friends that are visiting, I say, I love Kyoto. I love it. I love it to death. But avoid it right now because it is a freaking nightmare and it is overrun. I would go to some of the side sites instead where it's less crowded. And I think you'll have a more enjoyable time, to be honest. 
Yeah, Kyoto is very... Because everyone wants to see that, right? Right. Which, you know, fair enough. Like, Kyoto is a gorgeous city, and there's a lot to do there. Like, a lot of cultural stuff, but... You know, it's not the time. And there's other cultural centers around the country as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, not just Kyoto. Um, and I love Kyoto. It's an amazing city. Yeah, there's... We should definitely... We should do an episode where, like, alternatives to Kyoto. Sure. Or something like that. We should do an episode on that. Like, uh, like, we're not saying Kyoto's bad. And, and, not at and, all. In any stretch. Like, it's it's a, definitely something you should visit, but just be aware that it is very popular and very overcrowded right now. And I don't think it's going to get better. Um, Just because with <laughs> the number of tourists that want to go there is pretty high and a lot of them are coming from asia so it's not north americans it's mostly uh korean and chinese tourists because those are the biggest um in terms of like nationalities that come to japan oh absolutely those are th- those are the biggest yeah so you're gonna see a lot of korean a lot of uh, chinese uh tourists but Kyoto's there. crazy because kyoto i felt like it was more crowded than Disneyland. And it was people from all over the world, like literally all over the world. It was insane. Um, I, I, I still can't get over it. Yeah, I, I visited... I've been to Kyoto quite a few times. I remember going back in 2003. Mm-hmm. And, like, I barely... Like, I barely saw other foreigners... Well, I, you know, I, at the time I was, what, 18? So mm-hmm. I didn't really pay attention. I, I guess when I say foreigners, I kind of, at that time, I kind of meant, like, Westerners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because, you know, I was young and, you know, stupid. But um, I don't recall seeing a lot of tourists back then. And then, you know, maybe four years ago, it wasn't too bad. Like, four years ago, it was, you know, manageable. And this most recent trip I went, oh. it was just, like, I felt like, am I even in Japan right now? Yeah, it <laughs> like, does. It feels like you're in like the middle of New York or something. It's like it's in, it's craziness, and it's like wall to wall people. At the at the at yeah, the a sites. lot of a lot of the popular yeah, like the uh, Fushimi Inari. Yeah, was just like just walls of people. And this is places like, that all, used like, to be all. empty. Mm-hmm. Like the place with all the the Buddhist statues. I forgot. I cannot remember for the, the Sangen. I cannot remember. I'm so sorry. But, like, where they have all the Buddhist statues used to be fairly empty. Um, and now it it's totally not the case. Yeah, it's... Kyoto's um, <laughs> very busy. Um, like, when I was at the uh, Fushimi Inari, about halfway up, it was very busy until about halfway up. And then that's when most people turn around and go back. Yeah. People give up, which is reason. a good point, and you go to the top and it's empty, which is nice. There was like, yeah, there was like nobody there. You know, of course there was people there, but I mean, it wasn't like compared down near the bottom, where there was like tons and tons of people. Mm. So, yeah, with increased tourism, I don't know what Kyoto's going to do. They're already having really a lot of know. problems handling, it, especially in residential like, areas where people live. Like where there's houses, people are walking through the neighborhoods to take like shortcuts and it is like really impacting the lives of the people that live in those areas. And that's why, well, I shouldn't say that's the sole reason, but that's part of the reason why the whole Airbnb thing, like why that's an issue right now too. Yeah. 
like because well, uh like we had that that law that was passed the uh, minpaku i think it was called right or whatever and that caused like tons like thousands of airbnbs to cancel reservations because they have to have these special licenses and most of them didn't have it yet and blah 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 blah, blah. and i guess like the big reason for like why airbnb is an issue is because again this kind of goes back to the whole japan has japan does things a very certain way and when someone doesn't follow those rules or doesn't know how to do it it kind of causes a disruption a little bit it makes people uncomfortable well i mean the, the thing is that like when it's a person's house in a, in a neighborhood or in an apartment building um, it impacts not just you, but it impacts your neighbors. So if you have people going in and out at weird hours, people that are not familiar to the neighborhood, because one of the reasons why Japan is still a really safe place for kids to go and play outside is because everybody's kind of watching everybody else and kind of like watching the kids as well. And then when you have a lot of strangers coming into the neighborhood, it kind of like uh, takes away that feeling of safety. So people feel really uneasy with that. And a lot of apartment buildings will have like double security and everything, but that's not always the case. And so when you have strangers coming in and out of the apartment building, people are like, who is it? Who are these people? You know, it creates problems with the neighbors. Yeah. Cause everyone is very, everyone knows what's going on in the neighborhood. Right. For the most part, like people just know like, Oh, this person lives here. This person lives there. Okay. Well now like every other day there's someone, there's, somebody in the room beside me like the apartment beside me yeah so who are makes, these people and so it's a it's a very different like in north america it's usually not a problem like like if, if for me and like mm-hmm. back in north america like uh, of like i left north america before airbnb was like really big but like it wouldn't bother me like back home like knowing like you know someone else was doing an airbnb or whatever like Back home, that wouldn't bother me. But, like, here, I can see why it bothers people. Again, yeah, like, you know, just the way things are run. And I'm kind of rambling now. But but there's also, like, like cultural norms, like, not to make noise at a certain hour or, or whatever that, that different um, people might not follow. Because they don't know what the cultural norms are for the area, right? And also, this is, like, a, a, a big thing is the garbage. Sure. <laughs> garbage has to be sorted a very certain way and every neighborhood does it differently. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you don't live here and you're not familiar with the neighborhood, you're not going to know how to do it. And that causes problems in some cases. And people take note of that. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Like, like as a good example, um, like my building, um, I live near university, so there's a lot of international students that come and go from my building. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's uh, some of us that have lived here for a few years, and some of the students are don't understand how the garbage works or whatever, so they do it wrong. But then there's a couple people in the building that will actually sort the garbage because, like, it has to be done this way. So, like, imagine that happening with at an apartment building where the people are only there for a very, very short time Mm -hmm. and like kind of mess up the garbage, you know? Yeah. So like that, that becomes an issue, I guess. It'll create a lot of problems. (laughs) So where were we with this? We kind of went off track. uh, Airbnbs. (laughs) Oh, so 
finding a place to stay. If you're coming for the Olympics, you might have problems finding a place to stay. Because there are not enough places for people to stay right now. No. Um, hotels shortages and hotels are just going to probably go up in price is my guess because uh, de- of demand and stuff but yeah the whole Airbnb fiasco it should be fixed by then it should be because <laughs> people a- are getting their paperwork in order you know yeah so it should be fine by then but but still um, it's going to be hard to find a place to stay yeah so if you're going to be coming I-, I would just say like in 2020 in general like the entire year Find out how far in advance you can book where you want to stay and book it as soon as you can. Right. Just to be safe so you're not left without, like, you know, having to book something super expensive because that's the only thing that's left. Exactly. And your best case scenario is if you know people that live here already that are your friends and you can say, hey, can you hook me up? Can I stay at your place for a while? Yeah, okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Like, you know, there's a lot to consider for 2020. Oh, for sure. And, um, yeah, overcrowding is probably going to be an issue. Like, I think Tokyo should be okay. Tokyo's already so crowded. I feel like, will we really notice? I don't know. We'll see. I'm more worried about, like, places like Osaka and Kyoto. Those places Kyoto's that aren't as crowded. Kyoto's already so crazy. I don't know how much crazier it can get. You know? Um, our neighborhood, I feel like... It's going to be fine because nobody will come to our neighborhood except like on the main station and the symbol road and that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tokyo is going to be insane. Yeah, by 2020, um, the Tokyo Disney Resort should have more capacity a little bit. Like there's like the ticket gate construction supposed to help with that soren will be open and the new b and the beast area will be open so that should add some capacity to the parks but the thing is there's still only so many people that they can let into the parks and i don't think that main number yeah. is going to change no um i wonder i wonder because you know how lately we haven't been hitting capacity i wonder if that's going to change in 2020 um, Hard to say. It's probably because a lot of tourists will be here, and they're like, "Why don't we go to Tokyo Disneyland?" So I imagine it will. There was a program. Um, it was a Japanese like a Japanese talk show, and uh, they were asking random tourists on the street, like places they want to visit when they're in Japan. Almost every single one said Tokyo Disney Resort. That really surprises me. Like, I don't, like, it could have been in, in the editing. I feel <laughs> like I it might be. <laughs> but. Because I know a lot of foreigners that come that are just, like, random foreigners. That, not random foreigners, but foreigners that we know that come that had zero interest in Tokyo Disney. And they're here for Japan only. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, um, theme parks are always a, a thing that a, a lot of people want to visit. Of course. Of course. So. But, yeah, I think I think we definitely need to do an episode on just, like, Stuff that's outside of, like, Kyoto, like, alternatives to Kyoto, maybe alternatives to Tokyo, or, like, other places you should go that are there's going to be less tourists. Yeah, there's so many really cool places in Japan that you should be visiting that a lot of people don't get to go to. Yeah, because they're too busy with the main stuff. Right. Which are obviously good in their own right, and that's why they're popular. Right. 
But, you know, spread the love. Hmm. Spread the love a little bit to other places in Japan. <laughs> uh, so we covered if you're a theme park fan, you should wait until 2024, 2030, 20, <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> 20, I would say 2024, 2025. Okay, that's pretty far out, but yeah. But yeah, definitely after 2022, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let the crowds kind of come down a little bit for all the all the new stuff that's coming out. Right. Um, although we don't know with the tourism stuff that might still be going up. Maybe. Like, of course, at some point it has to top out. <laughs> um, but who knows when that's going to happen? I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm really excited for the Super Nintendo World. I know I've said that already, but I'm really excited for that. For sure. I'm excited for the Olympics. The Olympics are going to be... It's going to be a good time. I'm kind of... I'm looking forward to that. I need to... I want to volunteer for it, so I need to sign up for that. Yeah, you should. Are you going to volunteer? Um, I don't know if you need to get a license for that. I don't think so. I think you just have to be a resident. Oh. I'm not a resident. Well, like, I mean, like, living in the country. Oh, Okay. Oh wait, no, they're they're actually opening it up to people that are even on tourist visas. Oh really? Okay, so you don't need a yeah. license. Oh then then yeah, for sure I want to volunteer. Um cuz how many languages do you speak? 3? Yes, well, in half like a little bit of Japanese. <laughs> a little bit of Japanese. <laughs> we'll just say 3. Yeah. Wait, 3 and a half. Three and wait, a half. what? Wait, yeah. what do you speak? English, English Japanese, Spanish, French, and some ja- and oh, Japanese. Oh, French. Okay, okay. Three and a half. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well, they, yeah, like people who are multilingual would be beneficial for sure because we're going to have a lot of international people. Cool. And a lot of them probably aren't going to speak English either. I know, right? So you'd be more useful than me. I just speak English and Japanese. No so. way. Not at all. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun, though, I think. Yeah. Volunteering for the Olympics. You get to wear that outfit. <laughs> that looks like it's a small world. Oh my goodness! Can, can we talk about the uh, the mascots? Oh, okay. they chose a mascot that I totally thought was the most boring mascot that you know kids would choose because it's like the stupidest looking mascot. <laughs> they look like little anime characters. They're like I don't know. They look really boring, and they're like super gendered. And I'm like, I like the Tanuki. I think that one looked okay. badass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of mythological and cool. And, you know, and they picked, like, these, like, stupid characters. I'm like, dumb kids. <laughs> oh, kids are okay. Don't ever leave it up to the kids. Don't leave it up to the, I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay? Don't leave it up to the kids. Because they're not going to pick the best design. <laughs> I don't remember what the other ones were. I <laughs> just... I don't know, I kind of, I'm kind of whatever on the ones they chose. They kind of, they represent Japan, I guess. Like, very anime, big eyes. They look, it's immediately recognizable. It's like, like you the can tell controversial it's, it's, logo that we had a million controversies over. Like, that would have been nice if they didn't go with something that was so focused on that, but. Yeah. Oh, they look like Czech, like the, the one for the Olympics. Yeah. He, he looks like he has a checkerboard on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then the mascot for the Paralympics, I'm guessing it's female, just based on what it looks like. She does, um, it doesn't have to be female because it's pink. It's just like the pose and everything and like, yeah. it, it looks feminine. It's very, very, very gendered for the mascots. I would have preferred something like more like neutral-ish, you know? Hmm. Um, oh, the Paralympics is happening from August 25th until September 6th. Okay. All right. I had to look it up. <laughs> so we got those dates. Perfect. Olympics. Yeah. And we already have like Olympic merchandise throughout the city. Yeah. 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 Oh, they're focusing. The merchandise also is a little cringy. It's like, they're like foreigners love cartoons. So it's all like the anime characters. And I'm like, you guys don't judge us foreigners like that. <laughs> Not all of us are like that. That's right. <laughs> But if you were to throw Mickey ears on it, we'd probably go crazy for it. That's true. But they're not going to use Mickey. <laughs> no, they can't. <laughs> Although it would be cool if there was, like, Mickey um, at the parks. They did, like, an Olympics event. <gasps> Olympic summer event. Because they've done stuff like that when the Olympics weren't being held here. But I kind of doubt that they're going to do it. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> So, long story short, if you visited before, 2020 is not a bad time to visit. It's going to be a very unique year here, and one we'll probably never see again. Uh, but if you're doing, like, a once-in-a-lifetime trip, you should probably wait to, like, 2022, 2023, 2024, 25. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> when all the major construction has happened and finished. Right. Just, you know, as we mentioned with the all, all the theme park stuff as well, so... It really depends on what you what your situation is and what you want to accomplish. But yeah, I can't I I can't wait for the Olympics. It's gonna be a it's gonna be one for the books. I want to go see some events. They have um they're building the thing is coming along at Kasai Rinkai Park. Uh, every day the construction is moving along more and more. Um, the the stadium is coming along well as well. So pretty cool. Yeah. Where's the stadium again? I think it's by. Sh- I want to say it's by Shibuya, but that sounds crazy because that would be a crazy place to put it. Where is it? Hold on. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. Oh, Shinjuku. Shinjuku. Thank you. Sorry. I knew it was a big um, area. Okay. Sorry about that. Shinkokuritsu Kyogijo. Yes. New National Stadium. Under construction at Katsumi Ga- Gaoka, Shinjuku. Yeah, Shinjuku. That's by your area. I always have a hard time reading Japanese words written in English characters. I know. I always feel weird reading it. Because my brain kind of wants to read it like in the way we would read English. Mm-hmm. Which obviously Japanese doesn't like that. Japanese is phonetic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it messes in my head. Anyway, that's besides the point. All right. I think that's it for that. Um, do we have any listener questions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. How busy are the parks going to be? Oh, we have no idea. They're going to be busy. <laughs> They're just, They're just gonna assume be super it's going to be busy. It's going to be super busy because we have more tourists than usual. Plus the regular tourists, the Japanese tourists, plus any other tourists from... Yeah, it's going to be busy. And we're going to have the new Beauty and the Beast area at Disney Sea... Or Disney... Wow. Disneyland. 
and that's gonna that's gonna bring the crowds, right. of course. So it's just like I think it's gonna be a perfect storm in terms of just how busy it's gonna be. It's just gonna be busy. Mm-hmm. So just just assume it's gonna be busy, busier than usual. Agree. Um, park tip. Well, if you are visiting in 2020 and you're not going to the actual Olympics, visit in the off season. Mm. We'll avoid the crowds. And, and even though pick up the the Chris's guidebook to help you organize yeah. your trip. I'll probably have like 50 guidebooks <laughs> out by then. So <laughs> that's no, right, the USJ five. one too. Oh, that'll be out well before then. There you go. You'll be all set. So pick up those guidebooks and organize. Listen to the podcast. Check the website and you'll be ready. <laughs> so we have uh, to say thank you to some of our Patreon supporters. Thank you to Acros Disney Girl and Alex. Thank you, Angela. And of course, a big, big, big thank you to Barb Mama Explorer. Thank you, Benjamin and Bryson. Thank you, Carl and Carrie and Claire and Claudia. Thank you, Darren and Dave and David and Disney It Girl. You have the best Instagram ever. And thank you, Holly. And a big thank you to JP, Jane, Jess, Kathy, Lee, Leanne, Marie, Sarah, Sophie, Thomas, Timothy, Tracy, and Murray. Big thank you again to all of you contributing to us on Patreon. We really do appreciate it. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash TDR now. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. And also, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, you can send them to us. Contact at tdrexplorer.com. And you can find everything we talked about here on our website at tdrexplorer.com. We're also on Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those places, all under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I am the one eating all the seasonal food at the parks. And joining, as always, is the beautiful Patricia. Hey, guys. Right now, you're hearing me on the podcast, but really... I'm drinking a lapu-lapu at the Pali, uh, but hope you guys uh, enjoy and keep exploring. All right, explorers, until next time. Bye.